0: Hey everybody, welcome to another fun edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. I'm Tim Daniel, as always. Uh, Sean Mackey joining me, but before we get to the show, I want to make sure, since we have one last time before the event happens, this Thursday, former 48 Minutes team member and current member of the PlayStation Forecast, Alex Derrickson, is hosting his gaming event at, Tra- at Taft's Brewporium to help raise money through Extra Life for Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center. Taft is excited to help Alex further his cause by hosting a video game night at Taps Proborium. Come play games with or against Alex on our large projector for just one dollar, and we'll give all the money made by Alex's Extra Life Fund for Tuesday Children's Taft will also match all proceeds donated. So we're talking video games, we're talking really good beer, a really cool event, a really cool spot down there in Taps and OTR. So if you're in the area, and if you can't make it, which is totally okay, go through ExtraLife.com and search Alex Derrickson. And you'll be able to donate there. We are halfway to goal for this for this event, guys. So trying to make this happen for Alex. I know he's a really passionate about it. So please be sure if you have some extra cash during the holiday season to be able to donate. That'd be great. Um, this week's show, Sean and I are going to talk more about Bulls drama because we thought we could get away from it, but no, they just—they're just, they're the gift that keeps on giving. It's Festivus in Chicago for Bulls fans. We're also going to pick who we want to be in this year's three-point contest. So without further ado, this is this week's Forty Eight Minutes. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittsrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom shakalaka You wanted to come with it, done? then you got with no punishment. Young is just coming, and it. handle what we coming with. Others in love with the drug, and this family just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them coming in. 48 minutes, 48 minutes, 48 minutes, 48 minutes, 48 You know, we were kind of talking this week about our show, and we went. We probably should stay away from the Bulls since that was half our show last week. But they're just the gift that keeps on giving, apparently.
1: They're the dumpster fire that keeps on giving.
0: Oh yes, they're the dumpster fire that the flames keep getting higher and higher. Yeah. Like your love is keeping me higher. That's the Bulls. That
1: that's the Bulls. It's like like uh, like like Jackie Wilson. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Cool.
0: Yes. Um, I don't know why, but we've been singing a lot on the shows on this network lately.
1: We've been doing a lot of a lot of karaoke. Yeah, we had Have a freestyle you...
0: rap on Shot Collars this week.
1: Oh, that's that's great. It was Ben. I, that's that's good.
0: It was a Kemba rap.
1: A Kemba rap.
0: Yeah, it's about Kemba. Sure. You didn't listen to it?
1: No, man. I I, I haven't. <laughs> I was I was at work all day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so Jim Boylan takes over. That was like the last we talked. Um, marketing started a game since then they played really good against the Pacers and lost. And then they have a great game against the Thunder where they win and Wendell Carter stops Russell Westbrook and thrown out a dunk. And like my heart got really happy for a moment. And then the next night happens where they're playing the Celtics at home at the United center and they are down 17, nothing to start the game. Yeah. And they lose by the final of one thirty three to 76 and get booed off their own home court. And you would think Sean, that would be the worst of it. No, it's not. It's not at all. We then come to find out <laughs> that practice gate is a thing in Chicago, apparently. Yeah, yeah. What's with like, things happening at practice for the Bulls? Like, all these all these decades, it's like something always has to do with practice being an issue.
1: We're talking about practice. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, this – Yesterday, like, like, Twitter on, on, on Saturday, late Saturday night and, like, Sunday was very, very interesting. Um, there were so many stories coming out about, um, and it was funny how, like, everything got leaked out. Like, little details have kind of, um, uh, come out since, since then. So, basically, Bulls lose by, by 56. So, first, first quarter, uh, after being down, um... Seventeen, uh, Boylan does something that they don't do in the NBA. He does a platoon swap.
0: Dude, he did hockey line switches.
1: So 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 he 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 subs out all five starters for for the the bench players, um, which is. Uh, you know, it works in high school, it works in hockey, it works in college, <laughs> it does not translate to the NBA. It's almost like a sign of disrespect to the starters at this point, because these guys are professionals, and these are the best of the best if you're starting on an NBA team. Unfortunately, the best of the best for the Bulls aren't very good, So, but that's that's fine. So then, I guess, what is it, the third quarter, the game is just kind of deemed unwinnable. They're down by like 27, 28 at that point, and Boylan pulls the plug on the starters, very early in the third quarter. Yeah, it
0: wasn't like it was, like, two minutes to go. No, it wasn't like it was,
1: like, two minutes to go. Pulls it very, very quickly, which uh, was suspect. Um, and then says that at the end of the game, he thought it was going to be more beneficial for them to come in and do a two-hour practice the next day. So after after this this terrible game, and having a, having a game the night before where they, they won, you know, basically at the buzzer with against the Thunder, so... Two straight games, two nights, and then they're going to come in and do this practice on Sunday. And they basically get there and they're like, "Nah, bro, I'm not. I'm not doing that." And and what? And now, so let's let's talk about what happened next. <laughs> so so because there was like a bunch of like weird things that have transpired. I've read a lot of print over the last couple of days. So so they came in instead of practicing, they decided to have a players only meeting. I believe is that right? Um, apparently. Apparently, everything's apparently here. Yes. So they ha- they have this players only meeting, um, and then eventually the coaches are let in. And I guess uh, Zach Levine and Justin Holiday basically tried to 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 run a mutiny and have people just walk out and leave <laughs> after the players meeting. But Robin Lopez and Lori Markinen both talked uh, talked the rest of the team into saying, and they were ta- they talked a lot about professionalism. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, what was going on, you know, the night before. So, so basically they have this, they have this meeting with the coaches. They, they, they air their grievances. They don't practice at all. They don't practice at all, but they do talk to media. So that's how this stuff comes out.
0: (laughs) The Bulls Festivus continues.
1: The Bulls Festivus continues. And, um, it was, it was really, really interesting, um, um, you know, uh, reading some of the stuff, because one, one of the most interesting things that I read was from uh, uh, Vincent Goodwill. Do you ever read his stuff?
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay.
1: So, apparently, um, they actually, I guess, I guess Zach Levine, uh, I guess, contacted the, uh, the NBA PA about Boylan after the game. So, he, he contacted the, the Players Association... Head of the Players Association, and basically was like, we, you know, pretty much airing his grievances about this because Ben Brown walked
0: in as we were talking the Bulls right now. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) could you hear his laughter, folks? I I can. It's
1: it's sinister. Uh, All I can do is laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here, Pacers fan!
0: Get out of here.
1: So 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 basically, uh, basically no one really knows what transpired over there but apparently apparently boylan and the the organization is spinning this as a uh, you know as a good thing
0: <laughs> right yes and
1: a, a airing of grievances you know, stuff that, yeah and apparently like uh, from what i understand like he ran a um, he, he ran like a really rough practice a couple nights before where he was actually making the players do push-ups like they were in uh doing military style push-ups so – and then he also – it also it, – it says Boylan held two – or sorry, three two-and-a-half-hour practices in his first week. That's a lot. Yes. That, it, that included extra wind sprints and players doing military-style military, military style push-ups. So calling for this other, like, practice after all of this was just kind of going overboard. So what do you think is going to happen with this, Tim? Like what um. – <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I mean, we don't really know. But what, what if you were a, you know, a betting man? Uh, what's going to transpire from this situation?
0: Um. Well, obviously, Kevin Durant's going to be like, I can fix this. He's coming to Chicago, right?
1: Him and AD, both of them. Yes. Yeah.
0: Because who doesn't want to be a part of this?
1: Yeah. Who would not want to play for a guy who's going to make you do military style push ups after you
0: lose? <laughs> I have a feeling that Jim Boy, so Jim Boylan right now feels like I know you don't know a ton about NFL football. Um, but you're familiar with the name Mike Singletary. He played for the bears, like legendary linebacker. I'm sorry. What'd you say? You're familiar with like Mike Singletary, the legendary linebacker of the no. bears. Okay. No, well, he didn't being a head coach for the 49ers. Okay. And he like, apparently he became the head coach of the Niners and he was like running practice is pretty similar to how Boylan's doing it. And like, was just freaking out and like yelling at his players and screaming at his stuff like this and making them do excessive things. And they all were like, we're just not going to play. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. So it could be something like that. Um, it's just I can't see a situation where – okay, I take that back because it's the Bulls. I was going to say I can't see a situation where Jim Boylan keeps his job through into the, the, whatever his contract is next year. But then I thought about it and I went, well, J- Gar Foreman still has his job. And, he does. Yeah. And, like, Gar Foreman has got to be out there and, like, taking blame for a lot of this, right? Like, he has to be the guy that's kind of, like, looking at all this. And, like, Fred Hoyberg's probably just, like – this is great. So, well, it's just a disastrous mess.
1: I don't. I don't. The way that they're spinning everything all the time, there's just so much like fake news being spun by right. this organization. Like, so you don't really know. It's like what's the White true. House. it's basically the same thing. Yeah, it's like the White House, and uh, it's. I uh, just. I don't really know uh, what they're going to do. I, don't, I can't imagine. Now, now, Kyle made the joke the other day on Twitter. I said, you know, who would want to play for this team? And he said, I know a lot of bad players that would like to be paid $20 million to play for the Bulls. Yes. Yes. Okay. Very funny. However, however, how many coaches want to come and coach for the Bulls?
0: I, I have a feeling it's pretty close to none.
1: It's got to be pretty close to none. I mean, the only people that are going to take – the only the only candidates that are going to take a job like that are newbies.
0: Yeah, total like, noobs. Like if Jerry Stackhouse gets a head coaching job off in the NBA,
1: exactly, exactly, and he's just a uh, just a glutton for pain. So like it, if he's going to do that now, like Vinny Del Negro got his coaching start there. They gave him a shot um, basically because they were cheap, <laughs> right? Basically because they were cheap. They didn't, you know, he was the only name out of like the four people, and they, they interviewed Dwayne Casey. And they turned down Casey for for Vinny Del Negro. I just want to go ahead and put that out there. That, that oh actually, cool. That actually happened back back you know a decade ago.
0: So you're so, saying Tyron Lewis going to interview with the Bulls?
1: Oh God, man, yeah, he's a perfect candidate for that job. Yeah, he's a perfect a yes candidate. Can. Yeah, I mean, all he's going to do is like lay like on the corner of the three point line have John Paxson and Gar step on him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's all he's got to do. That's going to happen. That's like, all. It's,
1: that's all that ever happens to Ty yeah. So, So <laughs> occasionally he wins a title by accident. Yeah. So, yeah. Can't forget that. So, so I don't know what's going to happen with this organization. I don't think if I, if, if they let Boylan go at the end of the season or they bring him back next season, what does it matter?
0: Yeah.
1: And like if- I'm at a point like, what does it matter?
0: Yeah, because you remember, like, we kind of had the discussion earlier in the year. We said, you know, we know that this is a messed up franchise. We know the, th- the stupid things they do. But they still have, like, this young talent that's attractive. And it's going to make some, like, players like it maybe, You know, not big-time players by any means. But there's no way, like, even an, let's say an A- minus through B- minus free agent is going like, to be like, I could be the best player on that team. I'm cool. Like, it's not going to, like, there's no, like, there's no thing where Kemba Walker all of a sudden goes, I want to be a Chicago Bull now. You know, there's no anything like that because it's just a disaster. And, like, Kemba Walker thinking the Bulls' is a disaster is really funny compared to what he has in Charlotte, but the Bulls are a bigger disaster than the Hornets. Oh,
1: 100%, 100%. And, I mean, there are some players on this team, like Zach Levine, I think I think he relishes being the star in yeah. Chicago. Um, even though everything's terrible, like, he, he's had a fantastic season. He's been, like, one, you know... Right spot, if you will, on this team. I don't even really know. <laughs>
0: yeah, and you know, like marketing and Carter, obviously, are guys you want to like build off of. And true,
1: I mean, I mean, Carter is nineteen. I, I haven't. He's impressed the hell out of me for being nineteen and starting yeah, for sure. games. Um, he's very raw right now, but he is only going to get better. Like he shows signs every day of just being. Mega talented and just he's gonna he's gonna be a stud later on. I think he's gonna be a steal. Don't think it's gonna show off this season, but he will be. Uh Lori and is already probably one of the best shooting power forwards that's in the NBA right now.
0: I mean, yeah, the fastest to ever hit 100 three pointers in his rookie year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty he's, crazy. He's, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's
1: and he's so good. He's so tall. He can get the shot over people, um, and of course that game winning hook shot that he made the other night, yeah that was um, crazy. on on paul george was was pretty incredible, so um you know he's a very gifted guy, so you know i i don't really think things are going to get much better before they get worse
0: Sean Ryan Archie is the starting point guard for this team
1: it's going to get worse yes. it's going to get worse something's going yes. something else is going to happen. I mean, I don't know what it is. Something else is going to come out because stuff's getting leaked out there daily from this team. I mean, everybody's yeah. talking about this. So, so, but, um, yeah, I I hope they write the ship, but I, I, it, a part of me just wants it to just keep burning. <laughs> Are you ready? You ready? Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: R.J. Barrett. Okay. Is that all, I, I, is
1: that, is that all you want? You just want R.J. Barrett? Right. I mean, Zion,
0: the Bulls aren't going to end up with the first pick. We know how this works. So you
1: never know, man, yes. you never, you never know. You never know. And even if
0: they did, they'd find some like junior in college or some like foreign guy to average eight points a game in FIBA and take him yeah. first overall.
1: Yeah. And then they'll, they'll stash him for four years and then he'll, yeah, there'll he'll be a draft and stash over. with the
0: first pick. So, so, so let me ask you this, cause I, I've, I made this point and I think like, I really agree with my point more than more, the more I think about it. Is there a franchise that lives off one player's legacy more than Chicago Bulls? Not just in basketball, but in sports. Uh, Maybe the Mariners with Griffey Junior.
1: Okay, that's a good comparison. That's a good comparison. Yeah, that that's huge. I mean, I here's the thing. Uh Griffey, Griffey is is one of the greatest baseball players. Griffey he, he's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Right, and and I know he's your favorite baseball player of all right. time, but. I don't think that a thirteen-year-old knows who Griffey is, as opposed to Jordan, because of shoes.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: So I think I think the legacy is even deeper for Chicago.
0: Yeah, because like they always they always sell merchandise. It's still one of the one of the ten coolest logos in sports. Maybe the top three coolest. I I Third. would
1: say I would say at, at my at my day job when I interview people. I see more Chicago Bulls gear come in than any other nba team yeah so hats shirts hoodies things like that i i mean it's it's very frequent
0: yeah it's just uh you know and this it's not like this has just happened like we like we've talked last week like this has been a mess for a while even the jordan years there were years where it was a total mess and it's just like now it's like the volcano is like boiling for about 20 years no pun intended with the new head coach no of course not Then it just like exploded, and all this shit comes out, and it's a total mess.
1: Yeah i i I don't know what's I don't know what's gonna happen next. So I'm it's a soap opera that I want to continue watching, but at the same time, like it's your team,
0: so it's like you know, it's like
1: yeah, it's like I have to go down with the ship. So here's the thing: is
0: when people are like you, like go on the show and you talk about, like you say you're Bulls fans, but you talk about other teams, like yes, this is why, like. We yeah. have like, we've had glimmers of hope since '98, but it's not like it's been much. No, and Jimmy Butler it... was a glimmer of hope. Obviously, the two, three years Derek Rose was really good. That's uh, about it.
1: The Ben yeah, Gordon seasons. Pal Gasol
0: coming to Chicago. You're like, Pal oh, that's Gasol. cool.
1: I feel like every one of those guys – there were so many guys who came to Chicago late. Like, Paul Gasol came like five, six years too late. Uh, Jabari Parker came four years too late. Yeah, and know. he's like
0: 23. <laughs> yeah,
1: and he's like 23, and he's already washed up. He's already had like every knee operated on. So. Yeah, he's
0: played better the past few weeks, but he,
1: – He has, but he's, is he $20 million better?
0: No, god no.
1: Of course not. No, I mean like – I mean I'd rather – I'd rather pay – Chris Dunn, $20 million if he played.
0: Yeah, well, he's playing yeah. now.
1: Yeah, great.
0: So talking about guys that came too late to Chicago, see this transition I'm making. Yes. You like it? I do. So I know we've talked a little bit about Wade this year and that crazy 35-point game he had off the bench. Sure. Well, tonight is another crazy moment in the career of Dwayne Wade, Sean. Yes. Tonight's the last time ever, of course, by the time this show goes up, it'll have happened. Yeah, yeah. But this is the last time we'll ever see LeBron James and Dwayne Wade on the court together. It's weird. In, like... I so think we, weird. Yeah, I, it is, man. I think it was important for us to kind of take a moment to kind of talk about, like, the legacy of Together and Apart and kind of just, like, re- like reflect on that. Because I went through today and Bleacher Report posted, like, their top ten LeBron, Dwayne Wade moments. And I watched yeah. so many of them and just, like... You don't forget how great it was, but, like, you kind of forget, like, when you're not in the moment anymore, how good you had it as an NBA fan, even if you hated that team, which a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, you know, just like the 90-foot alley-oop in Indiana. like Oh, yeah. The obvious, the photo against Milwaukee and Wade throws up the oop and LeBron's throwing it down. They just get that perfect picture. Oh, yeah. With Wade's, like, arm stretched. It's it's, it's, it's iconic. The two so. titles, you know. Um, even, should, like...
1: Sh- should have had more. Really yeah, should have had more.
0: For sure. That Dallas series, I think, will ever, forever haunt them. Oh, just, yeah. You know, and, like... uh, And even, like, the games against each other. If you remember, there was a year, I think it was, like, their third or fourth year in the league. And they were in Cleveland one night, and LeBron and Wade went at it, and like Wade had like oh, forty two, yeah. and LeBron had forty eight.
1: Was that was that the game where Wade had the incredible dunk on uh, Vergeau?
0: Yeah, I think it was. Okay, so it's it's kind of like we've all felt like this era coming to an end of that two thousand three draft for a while. Yeah. Um, and now it's it feels like the last guys left in that draft right now are LeBron and Korver.
1: It's amazing, isn't it?
0: It's crazy, because we're, we're at the end... Last year, at Dwayne Wade. Yeah. And, obviously, Chris Bosh isn't playing anymore. Carmelo Anthony, I don't think we will play in the NBA again. Kirk Heinrich. Kirk Heinrich. <laughs> David West retired last year. Luke Walton. Luke Walton's a head coach. Yeah. Did you see his comments today? They were pretty funny.
1: Yeah, what did he say?
0: He was, like, talking about being a part of the other three draft. I was so, like, I feel like we all just really brought it. You know, LeBron, Wade, Bosh, and Walton. We just were great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Walton's got a few titles under his belt, so... He does, yes. So, there's that.
0: I think, um, so it's it's crazy to think, like, this is it. And the, as far as, the, you know, we, we've talked a lot about how crazy is this is Wade's last year, but I never really thought I'd sit there and go, like, holy shit, tonight's the last night I'll see Dwayne Wade and LeBron James go against each other.
1: It is It is kind of bittersweet and strange at the same time, because it's been so long. But, I mean, it. God, they have been just playing forever, yeah, we have just been playing forever, and it's amazing that LeBron's been able to do what he's doing, and what he's doing now with LA is fantastic. I think I think he's having another another record season. I mean he's he's great.
0: Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see another like him. Obviously, no. Um, but just because it's like he's just been so dominant for so long, and. You just you don't see like I know Jordan was incredibly dominant for his what total of fifteen years he was in the league. But even yeah. he had some years where he was like worse than the year before. You know, it, might, it wasn't by much, but like LeBron it seems like he's like the same town level year in and year out since he was like twenty five.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. So but yeah, seeing Dwayne Wade kinda go out like on a you know, with a whimper with this kind of average ass. Miami team is kind of sad, but I mean, not every, not every player, not every Hall of Fame player with a, a, uh, you know, fantastic story has like that final, like Cinderella season. It just doesn't happen. Kobe, right. Kobe shows up. I was gonna say that's the it.
0: perfect analogy. Minus the last game.
1: So minus the last game, like he didn't have a, he didn't have a, you know, it was terrible. I mean, he was just going through the motions and I mean, they'll write books about his last year there. And just probably being, like, a complete dick to everybody.
0: Yeah, his farewell <laughs> tour.
1: His farewell tour. But it's like, you know, I, there's not many players that, like, like when Jordan first went out, well, se- second time he went out when he had the shot over Byron Scott. With that shot over Byron Scott, that was, uh, you know, probably one of the most iconic leaving the game type moments ever. Right. You know, so it's like sometimes you see that and and it works out. But like there's just not many players that get that, you know, like Dirk's not going to get that.
0: No, not at all. He's Which, not going to get that either. So we're about to get this week. We're going to get our first Duke Dirk Luca game together.
1: Oh, yeah. So he's he's start. He's going to come. Is he coming off the bench?
0: Um, yeah, I think Carlisle said he's going to come off the
1: bench. OK. All right. That'll be
0: fun. I feel like because like the shot cars guys always get to talk about Luca. We never get to on this show. And it's not fair, guys. Yeah. Give us our Luca time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Luca, Luca mania.
0: Luca mania, baby. It's running wild. <laughs> like Macaulay Culkin mania. <laughs> um. Okay. I know the the goal of this show is also to get into like our predictions for this year's three point contest, but I yes. gotta touch on one more thing before we get there. Sure. I know it's a little bit it. of a shorter episode than normal. Let's Can we it. stop having NBA players talk about conspiracy theories? Like this needs to end. Like, we, you know, a couple years ago, obviously, it started with Kyrie Irving saying the Earth is flat, and people have been like, um, do you want to backtrack that? And he, like, doubled down on it for a while, and then finally he was like, I feel bad for saying that. I shouldn't have said that. And then, like, we have J.J. Reddick last year come out and say, like, he doesn't think the dinosaurs really walk the Earth, and it's like, J.J., you're really intelligent, and, like, you might be right, I'm not for certain, but Land Before Time says elsewise. So...
1: Yes, it wasn't the actual fossils that we found under the ground, Tim. It no, was a cartoon. It was
0: Land Before Time, Sean. <laughs> it was Land Before yeah. Time. And Jurassic not... Park, obviously.
1: And Jurassic Park, yes.
0: Yes. And not to be confused with the Raptors like crowd that says, like, whatever. Um, yeah. And then, today, we have yeah. the greatest shooter of all time, the NBA Stephen Curry. I think you know sure. him as the defending MVP, the only unanimous MVP ever in the history of the NBA. Sure. Comes out, and he says, the moon landing was fake. It was shot in a studio, like some people seem to think. And here's the thing, Sean. When these guys say that, young kids are going to believe it. Do you think if, like, LeBron came out and said banana wasn't a fruit, kids would, like, not, would okay. be like, whatever, LeBron.
1: All right. All right, so I'm going to backtrack you there, too. Okay, so I am not a conspiracy theory person, okay? The, the Earth is flat. It's not. Okay. The the uh, what was the second one?
0: The dinosaurs walking the earth.
1: Dinosaurs walking th- that happened. Yeah, that land happened. before time told us. Land before time had yeah that happened. But if out of the three, if we were gonna pick a conspiracy theory that I would kind of like want to buy into, but know is fake, I would go with the fake moon landing. <laughs> I would go with that one. I don't I don't believe it, but I do like to. Um, I, you know, I do like to kind of, kind of talk about it. I like to discuss it. I don't, I, I think it really happened, but, but if, you know, if there's something like I want to like, you know, research, it, it would be that one. <laughs> so, cause I, I have a guy, I have a guy at work who 100% believes it was filmed. Like, just like, that's it. That, that happened, you know? So, and like I said, it's a fun topic, but it, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so I just thought that we would like get in on that because, like, I think Steph yeah, Curry is sh- a very intelligent man. I think he's a very bright human being.
1: What What if somebody actually did pull you aside one day, though, Tim, and did prove to you that the the moon landing was that was was fixed how How would you how would how would you feel about it? Like, would I don't you feel think like it you, would ruin my
0: life? It
1: wouldn't ruin your life. It would just be whatever, right? It wouldn't yeah. really matter in the grand scheme of things. See, that's a fun conspiracy theory.
0: Do you so. think? Do you think now, like LeBron's going to come out and be like, "The magic bullet really happened"? Eh, no,
1: no, no. Oh, but I agree. Let, let's get back to the topic here. <laughs> NBA players don't need to be talking conspiracy theories. Just stop.
0: No, and, like you guys are the best athletes in the world of marketing yourselves. So. Le-
1: <laughs> leave that to weirdos on YouTube.
0: Yes. Or Just like
1: leave leave those topics to them.
0: The History Channel meme with the guy with the messed up hair with his hands out that says like aliens.
1: Yes, yes, we could we could have that guy, Giorgio, whatever his name is. <laughs> we could we could have him have him talk about it. I'm sure there's you know, plenty of 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 you know, footage that they could overanalyze to try to prove that to me. But I I don't need to hear that from Steph Curry.
0: Yeah, I still love you, Steph. Like you know you're yeah. obviously great. Yeah, but like bruh. Yeah. So, um, let's uh, our, I know this is kind of a quick show for us because we had a lot going on this week. And Sean is doing this um, injured right now because he's not feeling well. So I appreciate it. Uh, I'm here. Yeah, you're here, man. Uh, so we're gonna talk about kind of. We're getting. I know we're getting close to the end of the new year. Um, but I want to kind of talk a little bit about guys that we really want to. See, in the three-point contest, now, if you listen to Shot Callers, I believe last week, um, they did their thing where they picked the dunk contest, and they had our boy Pat Connaughton in there. Hashtag Planet P P in the dunk contest. I'm all for it. Um, But they also went pretty deep. They were, like, naming guys that haven't been in it before. So, like, there's, like, four to five guys a year in the dunk contest, so, you know, it's pretty easy to go through there and pick people. We don't have the time to figure out who hasn't been in the three-point contest yet.
1: No, we don't have time for that.
0: So, we're going to go through here and say talk about our, our dream three-point contest for the 2018-2019 season. So, Sean, I think I wanted to say that I'm going to start this with a guy we don't get to talk about on our show because the other show takes it all the time. I want to see Luka Doncic in the three-point contest. That's
1: where you want to see him, not in the skills competition. I mean, I'll
0: see him in everything he does. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: You're, you'll you'll tune into anything that that Luca's doing.
0: Just make the damn Luca Mania T-shirt already, so I can Just buy
1: it. Luca Mania. Okay, sure, sure. Halle Luca. Halle Luca. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um. I I would be okay with that. I would be okay with him being in there. I mean, he's not a fantastic three point shooter, but I will watch it. Yes. I'll watch it. So uh I'm gonna go now we just we talked about this off the air, but uh Derek Rose is having a incredible three point season this year. So weird. He's shooting four four sixty nine right now. <laughs> that's that's insane. I mean he's he's shooting really, really well. He is a he is a top ten three point shooter in the NBA right now. He's sitting number six, which is just crazy to me. Um and uh, I just think it would be great. I mean, this is a guy who's uh, been a bit of multiple All-Star at MVP. He's won uh, the skills competition once. Why not throw a three-point competition on the uh on the agenda?
0: Why not? I, I agree. Be love So, I'm going to keep going with guys who I don't believe have been in it before. Okay. Which, I mean, I'm sure if someone can tell me they were. Um I'm going to go with my man Kemba Walker. 3.2 three-point field goals a game right now.
1: I would I would like to see him in it. That would be fun.
0: Yeah, if Kemba gets hot, you know, like like last night in that game in the garden, he was just like chucking everything up and it was going in. He could have shot from the shitter, I think it would have gone in.
1: Hmm. Well, I mean I mean he's uh he's a big name too. Yeah, like, he's one of those good big names. You gotta have a few <laughs> kind of uh, you know, average players that are in there, but you know, I think I think Kemba being in there would be huge. Um and uh, that would that would be good. Um another guy, um we could talk about a little bit, uh, you know, who's, you know, former Rookie of the Year, um, Malcolm Brogdon. He's having a fantastic uh, year from the three-point line this year. He's number four. Wow. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? That's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Yeah, he's shooting four eighty right now. Um, so, I mean, February is a long way away. Right. Obviously. Obviously. But uh, – Seeing some people from some more marquee teams right now would be huge. They always like to put somebody in there like, you know, like they did with Steve Kerr with Chicago when they were super hot, and they threw him in there, and he ended up winning, you know. So that's a that's a guy from a, a good team right now that you want to see.
0: Would you be down for Buddy Heald in the three-point contest?
1: Oh, 100%. That'd
0: be fun. Yeah, He shot 42% would... last year. Yeah. And this year he is shooting...
1: 422,
0: 422, 431 last year, 422 this year. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's top 20 right now, um, and uh, yeah, he's he's another one who's uh, you know he's he's really decent. So, and Sacramento is just having a kind of a fun year this year.
0: Yeah, they are. They're kind of become the fun good, the fun almost good team.
1: Oh, the fun almost good team. That, see, that was the Lakers last year.
0: Yeah, yeah all, all it fun, takes is LeBron James.
1: Uh, yeah, all you need is LeBron James, and he will he will get you over the hump.
0: Can we get LeBron in the three-point contest?
1: No, he's not going to do it. So I know, absolutely not.
0: So we have five guys now. We can have five eight? guys.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. You got who's six in your eyes?
1: Um, sixth. Uh, I'd put. Um, let me see here. Hold on.
0: I keep pushing one off because I want you to have it because I'm a nice guy.
1: Okay, well well then I'll just go ahead and say it then. So I'll go with I'll go with Lori Markinen. There you go. So we'll put Lori in. I think he needs to be in it. He's fun. He's a fantastic shooter. He's probably I think I think five years from now I think he will be the best big man shooter in the NBA.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think he kinda has I'm not gonna put this on him because it's not fair, but he has Dirk like tendencies as far as like Dirk in his prime. He has dirt potential. Yes, if he does like the one legged fadeaway that I think I think it's over. It is. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one that I'm excited for that's had a really good year. Okay. D'Angelo Russell.
1: Ooh, yeah. We're
0: finally really getting to see just all this like how good he can decently be. With eighteen and six right now, he's shooting thirty six percent from three, which compared to the guys we have mentioned already probably isn't great. But yeah. like he's you know, as far as three point field goals made, he's eleventh in the league in field goals, three point field goals made with sixty-eight. Um so I would I would be down for, for D'Angelo Russell three point shooting contest.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he's he that's probably only I don't know if it's necessarily gonna go up because his usage rate right now is pretty high just because of uh Karis Levert being out. Yeah. But um yeah, he would be another fun one and, and someone's gotta represent the Nets at all star weekend.
0: Absolutely, they can. He can rock like the Biggie Smalls jersey they're wearing for the City Edition during it. That'd be I, awesome.
1: I I really wish the NBA was more like Major League Baseball in the way that every team is represented some capacity.
0: Yeah, maybe not in the one game itself, but just like even if it's like the Skills Competition, no, yeah, the, the like, Futures Game.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, the one thing I used to like—I don't know if they still do it. They don't do the—they uh, don't do the thing where they was it, what was it called—the uh, the shootout or whatever. Yeah. Or the, the three, what did they call that?
0: Um, God, I can't remember.
1: They, they replaced it with the skills competition and I really liked it cause they would always bring out, it would be a legend, a current NBA player and a WNBA player from every, every city. And they would basically take all these crazy shots from like half, and were, I think the final one was from half court, wasn't it?
0: Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. How, how, how do we not know what this is called?
0: Cause we're really bad at this apparently.
1: I'm, I'm, hold on a second. All-star weekend contests. There are I,
0: so I, I, many guys that could be in this contest.
1: I would love to see, uh... Nikola
0: Miritich, Tim Hardaway. Oh,
1: yeah, that would be...
0: That Brooke would be Lopez? Fantastic.
1: The Shooting Stars competition.
0: Oh, my God, I forgot about the Shooting Stars competition. Shooting
1: Stars competition. I also like the horse one. Yes. I, I want, there horse was, was two the best. Old, horse, horse took so long. Um I think that's why they got rid of it. But uh, the first year they did it, Kevin Durant won. I forgot about that. Yeah, and it was... uh, Let's see here.
0: Can I get a Kevin Durant-Steph Curry horse game? Like, you can just make that a two-hour event. I'll watch it.
1: Actually, Kevin Durant won both of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who did he go against?
1: Oh, man, it was fun. Um... I'm trying to think who it was, but it it was some really – they picked some really fun players, too. It was Joe Johnson and O.J. Mayo the first year. Oh, really? Yeah, and then the second year it was Omri Caspi, uh, Kevin Durant, and Rajon Rondo. Um, But here's here's what's even funnier. So back in the 1977-78 season, they also did a horse competition. So those weren't the only two. There was one that was in 77-78, and and here we go. You're going to love this. Oh my Maurice, God. Maurice Lucas. Okay. Okay. Kevin Grevee. Paul Westfall, <laughs> and Pistol Pete Maravich. I thought you were
0: going to tell me Julius Irving, and I was going to be no. like, I must find video immediately.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, Paul Westfall ended up uh, winning. He was on the uh, Phoenix Suns at the time. He finished with ho. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love we. I love Wikipedia. If
0: you're going to finish somehow, you know.
1: That's how you do it. But yeah, if I was going to bring back something, I would definitely bring back the horse because the horse competition that I watched with the OJ AJ Mayo and and Durant was so fun because they were taking shots like from the bleachers and it was outside. It was just it was just a really really fun competition, but it took forever. <laughs> I mean, it was like it was like a 45-minute competition. It was ridiculous. I love it. Yeah.
0: Cuz yeah, I feel for like I mean, if you don't remember like Because it only happens once a year. All-Star Weekend is not like, at 7 o'clock we'll have the skills competition, 8 o'clock we'll have the dunk contest, 9 o'clock we'll have the three-point. It's like a big block of television, and one once over, the other one just starts up. So, it's great. Yeah. Alright, so anything else we want to touch on, since I know it's a shorter episode before we get out of here, besides, like, the Bulls are winning right now against the Kings, and they're still a disaster?
1: Bulls are trash.
0: Yes. Yes. There we go. All right, so with that being said, we're going to wrap up this week's edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by the 48MinutesNetwork.com. Uh, be sure to check us out on Twitter at 48MinutesNetwork, N-T-W-R-K, so it's 48 Minutes Network without the vowels. And also check out all of our fun podcasts, including Shot Collars on Mondays and At Large Bid on Fridays. Big board coming out again this week. Um, will Diane Williamson and RJ Beer be known too? Yes, they will. All right, that's your spoiler. Have a good one, everybody.